0: Being hook up. There we go. All right, here we go. Let's see if we start this music and get us kind of official and professional. Consistent.
1: Touch the rich,
2: feed the poor, don't
3: The world,
0: uh, thank you, Alvin Lee, kicking us off again for the people that are listening uh, live on the air. Folks in our little room can't hear that, but you guys can remember it because most of you've been around for a while. Uh, it's the Thursday edition. I guess we missed it one more time by one day. It's the thirteenth today and not tomorrow, so it's Thursday, May thirteenth, five thirteen twenty-one, and Roger Sales and the Radio Ranch and the People's Patriot Network is broadcasting over Eurofolk Radio. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. Get all the formalities, as they say, out of the way. Uh, Thursdays are usually a little bit different. There's still a bunch of stuff going on. Um, who was it, Rods? right before we were going on? Because the folks on the board here, we can communicate and we have a conversation off time, slightly before. And many times you guys go on for quite a while after the show's over i'll generally dart out and go get my stuff done but i know you guys sit around and have sometimes conversations for several hours uh in depth and stuff i remember you telling me so uh Mm -hmm. for the folks that uh, don't join us that is available to you and you know it's a pretty likable bunch we've got here there's one thing you can say about our folks is we are pretty firmly planted in reality okay and and, and it's easy to see their maneuvers when you know and understand what we do, and you see them doing these things. It brings totally into focus what I one of those things that stuck with me from twenty nine years ago, reading late at night in Phil Marsh's book uh, about the protocols of the learned elders of Zion. And one of the uh, one of the statements was, "We will get them arguing over issues of little difference." Oh, well, they, what were they trying to do with the COVID? This, instead of going back and saying, this is a bi- bioweapon, the reason they're doing it is to shut down, take over the world, and try and control everybody. And unbeknownst to the vast, vast majority, I think they're perfecting their collateral. Okay. I think that's a big part of what they're trying to do and part of the push here. And, uh, unfortunately I had a conversation guy I, knew, I met over a couple of years ago in Germany when I was over there, American guy, great guy. We became friends and finally, uh, uh, here, I don't know, eight maybe a, a year or so ago he said i think i want to file my affidavit got himself a passport all that he's very highly educated at a uh, high level degree from vanderbilt actually and uh, so he just crossed my mind i shot him a message how you doing I hadn't talked and so we hooked up yesterday he said well after a lot of thought and stuff i went and took the vaccine the pfizer vaccine right. hell i almost swallowed my tongue man uh I didn't say anything. I didn't get into anything. He said, yeah, I I studied this, that, and the other, and I went ahead and decided to do the vaccine. Well, the good news is he's had no repercussions from it at all. Uh, But he's under the illusion that he's been looking for some sort of a good job for years and can't find one and thinking, well, that may help me. I'm going to get a good job. Boy, Peter, uh, what a a sad deal. Uh, I I, I didn't even say, well, you can scratch your affidavit and all that. But that's what I believe is part of it. So, anyway, that's kind of sad, and it really throws a lot of. Uh, we've seen, I'm sure it's not just me, and I know we've talked about it with some of the folks in our group here, but some of these people that are so what is wrong with their thinking? Something's wrong with their analytical or logical thinking that they can't, okay, first of all, it ain't a vaccine. It wasn't okay as a vaccine, it was okay as a device and under an emergency, okay? It's a bioweapon It's not a damn vaccine. The vaccine cures crime. This one, once you get shot with it, evidently doesn't even stop you from getting the disease. So, right there, it doesn't fit the definition of a vaccine. Okay, it had no no uh, animal trials, all that stuff, all under emergency. And as I said. I know a little bit, a bit about this because of working with Silverlawn. And that's how Dr. Flick got Silverlawn, the silver-plated medical bandage that I used to sell, uh, okayed by the F- FDA was he got it okayed as a device. Okay, And that's what they did with this because it's an operating system. Hell, it ain't a vaccine. Why would anybody go out and take something like that, even if you knew that little bit of information I just put out there, Okay. Why would you go take that against some disease that I don't care what they're oh and that that point oh oh three of the people is a mortality rate? Turd herd mentality. I I mean I just see I don't understand and now you come into the power of the media the the uh, the the plan that they've obviously had from the front. Which was sell it hard sell it, sell it because it wasn't the vac it wasn't the disease, it was this they want. Okay? They wanna shoot you with that thing and you can see they wanna jab you. Let's put it in proper perspective. They wanna jab you and inject you with a bioweapon. Okay. Now why are people isn't this interesting? How can you get people like my friend there and, and go and make that decision and say he did some research on top of that. It just doesn't make sense to me.
3: Fear of the financial loss.
0: I I didn't even, you know what, Jeff, I didn't even want to explore it. I was so sick at my stomach, really, when he said that. It seems and, to be a
3: problem with lack of education and lack of curiosity. I, what is it?
0: You know, it's like with our stuff, you, our stuff, we've gotten it down pretty plain and you can put it in front of people and they don't recognize it. See, and I've been dealing with that for years, but I had a limitation over all those years. I wasn't really able adequately to explain it to people. Okay, because it's so complex and confusing. Well, we've kind of turned that corner now. I think we can do that, but it still has that same effect. And it's why I've said in the past, it always seems like all you folks right here, you've all got a big spiritual vein. And there's a connection in your mind to this being exactly what it is, a spiritual battle, and you can make that jump. And those people that don't have a spiritual gene, for whatever reason, either can't or have a much harder time. Okay. now there's people that aren 't necessarily living that type of life when this crosses their path, but yet then this changes them, okay they seek out and find that spirituality it 's like the seeds there, and it gets watered a little bit and it grows okay and i've seen that happen because it happened with me, all right, and I know it happens with other people, so anyway, it's just interesting. I keep trying to analyze this. Whatever we've got, Excalibur, it, it's strange. It's very strange. I, I wish it would take off and go like wildfire, but, you know, listen, after 11 years, i gotta I got to realize and admit and, and be honest and say, well, it isn't going to do that, okay? So if it isn't going to do that, and maybe that's not – that it might not change on their side in the future, and that happened all of a sudden because it can get bad enough maybe – People really start looking, you know. But mm-hmm. otherwise, you got to go out into those multitudes and try and find the people that re- re- that it resonates with.
4: And Many are called, but few chosen.
0: You can't go sell it to people. This is a put. This is putting something in front of people and seeing if it's something they resonate with. OK, it's a different deal. And uh, so that's why I've kind of shifted my approach over the years. And and uh, I've gotten better at doing it and, and explaining it, obviously. And we've got a bunch of good guys here, uh, and people that have been touched by this and more are waking up by the day and getting acclimated. The unfortunate thing, as we've said many times, is it this doesn't happen. You don't have this understanding. Oh, hell, I should have known that all along. It's crystal clear. Well, that doesn't happen here you got too many layers and too many nooks and little crannies that they've messed with that are, uh, require a, a set of information to totally understand where you can not only understand that, but you can see how it fits with everything else. Okay? And that just doesn't happen overnight. So uh, just consider yourself lucky. I sure do. And be very grateful. Gratitude is a very powerful emotion and uh, a very powerful public a powerful personal emotion and uh, try and, and find the others that are looking for what we got because they're out there. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So anyway, just like you, you guys, uh, Jeff, where did you say you stumbled on, on my message? You heard me where? You remember the first time?
3: You know, I, I don't, you <clears throat> must've been on uh... It might have been Joyce Riley.
0: Uh-huh. You know? Yeah, I got a lot of listeners from those appearances on Joyce.
3: It was around 2010 or 11, I think. That's right. If when I'd we got started. That, I remember.
0: That's right. When we got started right in that time frame.
3: Well, I ordered your book, got the book, and put it down. <laughs> <laughs> about, a, about a year and a half later or so. Uh, something came up and reminded me, oh, yeah, I've got that book. Where the hell did I put it? I better read it. Mm-hmm. I read it a couple times. and uh, Yeah, I need to get in gear. And so, yeah, so I uh, composed my own affidavit. And at that time, I didn't realize how you could just boil it down to one sentence, basically. Anyway, so I sent that off in 2017, early. And, and so I've been listening for four years, five years. Um, yeah. So it
0: just is. There's a perfect example. It takes a while. Bought the book, stuck it down. A year and a half later, I've had that happen to me with books. Uh, one time. In Atlanta, I was coming out of a meeting, and a guy gives you a book. Well, if give, somebody gives you a paperback book, you take it, you know. And it was uh, interesting. It was uh, by a guy I had never heard of, Paul Finley. And the name of it was How Dare They Speak Out, I believe was the name of it. And I took it home and promptly put it. The first thing I did was put it on the shelf. <laughs> and years later, when I got in the Patriot movement, it came up. Went, well, hell, I've got that right over there. <laughs> Uh, Unlike Daryl. See, Daryl gets those, and he scours them and comes on here and tells us about them. That's probably better. But I I just wasn't aware back then. That's a pretty tragic story. Paul Finley, if you guys don't know about him, he was a congressman that started laying out truth about Israel and the Palestinian situation, and, you know, they got him out of there real quick. And he wrote that book. I think he's still alive, actually. There have been a lot of people that have been – that have fought this beast and ended up on the side of the road. You know, I mean, it's incredible. Uh, They're very powerful, but it looks like to me that there's a lot of people awake. There's more waking up constantly as these things exacerbate and continue to press the envelope. People are looking for answers, and I think these guys may have taken a little bit of a step too big with CV-911.
3: So you think we who are proselytizing, we must be master exacerbators, huh?
0: Well, I don't, you know, I've thought about this for a lot, trying to think from their point of view on this, because I know it scares the woo-woo out of them. This is their deepest, darkest secret, I, I I truly believe, in this whole thing. I mean, they probably got other, you know, other ones. But for this, as it relates to us in this scheme, this is the one thing they do not want the people realizing, okay? Because it literally could throw them over real quick. Now, the 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 peace of mind they've got, whether it's a rationalization or not, we don't know. Jeff is that they go, well, look, they're so stupid, and we've done such a good job that there ain't no way that enough of them are going to grab this is going to endanger us. Okay, but that possibility is always there. Okay and uh you got it, you can just project a little in your mind that if all of a sudden this did some switch turned it on where people were super receptive we've got it down to the point where somebody doesn't really have to do all the years of study to take the step and make the declaration. It's simple enough in the explanation. And if somebody wants to, they can do that afterwards. As always, I was before always reversing that because I want, because as we've talked about, the freedom here is in knowing the information and applying it. Okay. But they can pick that up later because of the severity of the situation and the timing that we're in. But All I know to do is just sit on here one day at a time and come in here and talk to you guys, open the mic, see if somebody new's got questions like Greg did yesterday. Uh, Hopefully, somebody is going to be one of these people that knows somebody else, has got an intimate relationship with somebody that could be real pivotal here. And I'm just waiting for God to open the doors. I know that in the meantime, I just can't lay down and roll over. In the meantime, we've still got, I've still got certainly from my perspective, a duty here. And my duty is to continue to try and understand it, continue to try and, and explain it to people who are wanting to understand it and don't, and to also continue to strive on a, to simplify the presentation where people can get it and get the uptake on as quick as possible. That's where the rubber meets the road, okay? And we've made some great strides in that area here over the last year or two. And a lot of it's because of these daily sessions, okay, where we can discuss these things and they trigger ideas in all of us and we become, uh, uh, you know, a little think tank, if you will. Uh, so Steel sharpened Steel, that's why I like to go on here. It gives me some sanity, and it's always good to talk to you guys, know that you're there, be able to discuss situations. So has anybody got – I've run my mouth here for a bit. Does anybody have anything they've been wanting to say and couldn't even get in because I've been rambling?
5: Hello? Hello. Hi, this is Lauren from Pennsylvania. Hey,
0: Lauren, how you doing?
5: Fabulous, thank you. Well, you were talking about um, – you can't understand the the attitude of people it it i think what we have is a spirit of independence but it's it goes even further than that it's defiant independence it's how dare you think you can take my stuff how dare you think you can direct and control my life i mean i really don't even like it that I'm dependent on another company for water and electricity. It bothers me. I would, I would really like to be completely have everything under my control mm-hmm. because I don't like being vulnerable. Many years ago, I worked. Well, I worked in a grocery store for many years, and I'm. This was probably easily 25, 30 years ago when I I was still pretty young, but I was. I was being awake, awakened to what was really going on in the world, and a customer and I were having a discussion about Medicare and Social Security, and I said, well, I don't really care about Medicare because I, I won't need that, and she said, what do you mean? And I said, well, I won't need Medicare, and she goes, well, what about, what about the drugs you'll be on? And I said, well, I'm, I'm not going to be on any drugs, and she said... What do you think, you're better than the rest of us? Roger, that's, that comment just stopped me. I, I was like, oh, my gosh, how manipulated are you? It really, I mean, it just smacked me upside the head that she would think yeah. that you, you could get old and not be on drugs. And if you're not, then that means you're better than the rest of us. And I wanted to say, no, I'm not better. I'm just smarter.
3: That's that's the answer. I I didn't. Bingo.
5: I didn't. But I I didn't say anything because this was a customer, right? So I thought, no, just keep your mouth shut, Lauren, or you're going to get yourself in trouble. But I, I, I thought, my God, how, I mean, how controlled, like you have no independence whatsoever. You just submit yourself to what the white coats tell you. Yes, they do. Yep. Very easily. And they, they do, and they also,
0: but, Lauren, they also have been implanted with the idea that doctors are gods, and doctors yeah. have taken the yep. place of God, and, and that's exactly what's happening in that conversation.
5: Mm-hmm. Yep, it is. But it just—it's so shocked me. So when we get to information like like ours. Yeah, that's a big smack upside the head for a lot of people, especially if these are the same people who are already taking the gamut of drugs or think they're going to need to be on them or they're taking vaccines. Or I I tried to educate my sister about vaccines before her daughter was born, and she just – I mean, I could see that the information that I was presenting to her was really upsetting her instead of saying, okay, well, I'll need to look into this because she worked in a hospital and it was in an administrative um, capacity, but still she was in that environment. Yep. And when I after so the baby was born and I went down to, to visit, visit her and help her out with the child uh, when the baby was 10 weeks old and Roger, she was a crust. The poor baby was a crust of dry, cracked skin her ear under, where your earlobe attaches to her head, that was split. In between, her fingers were split. I was horrified. I was absolutely horrified. And I'm trying to not be overreactive. And my sister says, yeah, the doctor says this is, this is just baby eczema. And th- I know that the child had had at least two vaccines at that, by that time. And I'm thinking, this isn't eczema. This is an immune system, enraging inflammation. And I just I thought, oh, my God, it, 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 does this child even have a chance? Because every time I go down there to visit in August, she's now almost 20 years old. She's gotten another vaccine. And I, I don't know how she's alive and fairly healthy. It, it, it boggles my mind. So I guess, well, for now. You know, I mean, these things, the, the damage is cumulative and it's, it's only a matter of time before it's, she has some serious health issues. But I, I've kind of I know people have really hard times trying to educate family, especially when they don't want to hear anything about it. Yep. And this is a real hard position to take. You have to let them go. And I don't mean let them go as family members, but you have to let go of the fact Yep. that you're not going to influence their decisions, you love them for who they are, appreciate that they're here while they're here, and just resign yourself to the fact that you're probably going to outlive everybody in your family. You and know, that's what I've done.
0: And what it does is it gives you a real much finer focused uh, idea uh, conceptually on this individual stuff that we hammer on. Because it all revolves around that. It's all individual, and it's all voluntary. Yep. She did those yep. things voluntarily, you know? Yeah,
5: yeah. And I've told him about, you know, the, the, um, what, what I've done and that all, my pension and Social Security is tax-free and why, and it's just, okay. I mean, she has asked me nothing more about it. My next-door neighbor... I was talking to her. I told her I retired, and I, I told her I said, well, because I'm not having federal or state taxes taken out of anything, I, I could afford to retire. It was like she didn't even hear me. It's, it's so interesting, Roger. When I say this to people, they either say, oh, really, or what do you mean, you know, tell me more, or it's like I just spoke a complete foreign language to them, and they don't respond at all, not at all. The, and that really blows me away because when I heard your information, it was like, oh, yeah, I want to know about this. I want to know about this because when I retire, I want all my money, all of it. Then I'll be able to live a fairly comfortable life.
0: Well, if they don't hyperinflate you out from under it, but I know you've been right. like, the exactly. diligent <laughs> exactly. diligent, like a little squirrel and put your chestnuts up for the long uh-huh. winter. Um mm-hmm. It's a pretty amazing situation, Lauren. And of course, you've done—you've been so aggressive with this and done so well with it. And uh, but they—it's uh, it, like Brezhnikov said—they get to that stage. You put facts right in front of them; they can't recognize them. Uh, don't know what it is uh, why why these people are like they are, and some of the backgrounds they come from, professional and life lessons and stuff they've got. It just amazes me the way they react. You know. But they can't see below the surface. I believe that's one common denominator with all of them is they don't have an ability to look or think seemingly below the surface. I've noticed that well, with a number did. of them, you know, and very successful people, mm-hmm. and that you know, it's like the guy here that's the pilot, and he's been a federal law enforcement guy, and all this kind of stuff. And I said the IRS is not a is a foreign uh, entity, and his answer was to bring up on his cell phone. And we were at the ice cream place, you know. He bre- gets his cell phone, mm-hmm. brings up Treasury, and there's the IRS logo on Treasury, and shows it to me. Mm-hmm. And to him, that's enough to prove his his side.
5: Um, They're easily fooled because the government would like you or deceive you at all, right?
6: Yeah. Power of symbols.
0: Yeah, and it's also yeah. the fact that here's another thing. And I was where I was watching. I was getting a chance to watch Tucker from last night, and they were talking COVID something right before the program. And the, and it it what they do, of course, is they've got to gain your trust. You know, it's like fencing in the wild deer, and you only put a little bit of the fence up at a time, but you keep putting the food out, and eventually you get to their their trust and slam the gate on them. Well, that's what they've had to do, okay? And that's back when they still had the Ten Commandments in the schools, and they still had all the Christian attachments and all, and gradually, a little bit, they started taking them away. And when did they start all of that stuff the take away? After Brown versus Board of Education and the IRS 1954 IRS code in place, mm-hmm. they still let you go yeah. for a few more years there through the late 50s. But when we hit the 60s, things started changing. Am I wrong?
5: Oh yeah, yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Oh, the 60s was yeah. I remember the 60s very well.
0: Okay. So they uh, they just tumultuous
5: a, time they
0: approach this like in a darwinistic approach of going into the the whatever the great grasslands are in Africa and watching the way the the wild operates mm-hmm. they just want to be the predators the top predators
5: yeah that's true that's true well i'm kind of hoping that this whole c19 situation has and it looks like it has wakened a lot of people it has. Up, it a has. whole lot of people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i have a feeling that the powers that shouldn't be didn't think that there would be this much of a coordinated reaction i agree and people delving into okay tell me what my rights are again tell me who has power who can do what who can't do what teach me i want to know what's my recourse i mean that it it has been. I think it's much much bigger than we we're led on to believe. Well, much you see, bigger. it's
0: the part of it is this is piggybacked on what they had to do to get Trump out of there too. Mm-hmm. It's coordinated yep. with the COVID, but that was a real main big thing is to use this not only for what they're doing now, but to get his butt out of there. Okay.
4: Can I make a yeah. comment on Lauren's yeah. voice? Of course you yeah.
0: can, Chris.
4: You know, Lauren speaks with knowledge. She articulates yes, she specificity. She's, she's she been has empowered. She competence. She's empowered. This is exactly what's puts the fear of God into these people Absolutely. because they can't deny the truth. And she emanates truth. It's embraced on every vibration of the frequencies that come from the gumption breath of her voice. And most of us on here, that is the policy think tank of knowledge and truth information we share on this platform. And, Crystal, and it's great to have her here.
7: It
0: is. I appreciate her always. Well, you know know. she needs to be here more often but i i will say this because i've watched lauren go through this process it's like i tell y'all she's the one that go out and do all the research and make the information hers she wanted to open up something and read it and see it there and be able to understand it lauren's the one that went and read the slaughterhouse cases lauren's the one that went and found that article on the commemoration of Plessy versus ferguson and sent it to me that gave us so much more background on that, how pivotal that case was and a lot of the circumstances. The reason Lauren's empowered is because she soaked up the information and the information is her. And that has given her the power. Am I wrong, Lauren? Uh, I,
5: uh, no, no, you're absolutely correct. And Chris, thank you so much for the compliment that made me feel really, really good. Um, I did file a, a revocation of the election package with the Internal Revenue Service and it had, well, and many other entities it had loads of citations in it well i didn't know when this was written and i know that the codes get changed and things get moved around so shortly after i retired i spent many hours going through every single citation to make sure that it still said in the code what it said in the package that i was about to send that was a huge huge effort but I wanted to make sure that what I was saying was accurate and correct, and so they couldn't rebut any of it. And um, so now what I'm doing is I'm, well, I wrote a letter to whoever's the head of transportation safety, and I told them that I was having issues getting through TSA unaffected, and I'm not affected by these regulations, and to please send me something. To communicate to the the TSA people there that I'm out of their jurisdiction and the letter that I got back was um, that I need to consult consular affairs and I thought okay I'll try that there
0: you go with the um, uh, uh,
4: uh, courier
5: mm-hmm yeah
0: That's-
4: that's the Bureau of Consular Affairs which is a sub agency yeah. of the Secretary of State Department of State.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, there's your val- your, your more validity yeah. to the fact that they're putting us in a category of a, of a, of a cour- courier. Mhm. So I thought
5: that was very interesting. Mm-hmm, it so is. I, I haven't gotten into that just yet, but um, I will. And when I <laughs> When I have time, I'll I'll dig that out and read it to you because I thought it was, that's interesting. How do you like not working?
0: Lauren, how do you like not working?
5: I love it. It's fabulous. It's so fabulous. It's It's like hitting the lottery, I'll tell you.
4: God bless you.
5: It's so magnificent.
4: I was going to share with you, Lauren and Roger, that the last time when my, my passport that had the special affidavit attached to the Secretary of State and the Bureau of Consular Affairs was stolen. And so I had to reapply and pay the fee again. But that letter that I got from the Bureau of Consular Affairs citing that this was a replacement for a stolen passport confirmed for me because they make all the decisions related to... uh, diplomatic immunity to consuls and to diplomatic strongholds around the world and deal with everybody on the world of nations on political statuses. And they are the final word. And having that letter with their topping on it is icing on the cake and it's irrebuttable, unrefutable Confirmation.
0: Uh, Lauren, yeah, please press the envelope with those folks and see how they respond. I think that's a really okay. interesting angle and situation okay. to pursue it. Uh, I know Harvey yeah, is. Well, you know, there's a retired Navy chaplain, which means he's a Marines, too, up just north of him around Greenville that they're hassling right now because he was at the January 6th thing, and they hassle him every time. And Harvey's threatening to go up there and hunt him down and sit down with him and explain this to him and see if we can get his status changed and then send him through TSA again.
5: Yeah. Wow, that would be fantastic. Okay,
0: so we'll see. There's all these little things, you know. We're starting to get a little traction here and there. And, uh, so we take it one day at a time.
5: Well, like you've said, it is the death of a thousand cuts, and I think that this, this last bit of uphe- he will put a big gash in their, their agenda. So I'm hoping that maybe we can get them to bleed out.
0: Yep. They've di- they always in history take one step too far, probably for a variety of reasons. They have that air of superiority. They take it so far, and then they isolate themselves in their little towers so they don't get a feedback loop. And as we know, all learning has to have a feedback loop, doesn't it? Okay, mm-hmm. and they that don't should. get the feedback loop, and so they lose touch with what's really going on, and the people rise up and topple them. I mean, I think that's pretty much the scene over those entire one thousand and thirty times they've lost.
3: It's called chutzpah.
5: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, did you know that um, the the name the nose tour was going on in Florida as well?
0: Name the nose. I I did not. I remember name. that recently, but tell us tell us what you
5: know yeah well um, handsome truth he goes by his name is Joe Menedeo. he was down in Florida with four or five couple of his buddies and they were hanging banners and putting yard signs up that says um, Judaism is communism and why are Jews allowed to suck baby penis which they do at that circumcision yep. event yep and just I mean he he's very very well versed in the the history of the jews and he um that last i the last live stream i watched they had their their tires slashed and enterprise had banned them from renting from them ever again right so and and he and he had the van um he had the van into fully insured so there, there are suffering some backlash, but I think they're waking it, a lot of people up. Too. Is this
0: uh, is this core uh, associated with Goy Goyam TV? Yes. Okay. So yes. somebody, I think yes, it's it Cody. Right. I think it's Don yep. Ke- Don Cody put uh, some of the clips from. They've got a Telegram channel, evidently, and they were down yes. there in Florida at an yes. ADL uh, convention. They were harassing an ADL convention.
5: Yes. <laughs> yes. They were in front of the community office down there, exposing them for who they are, what they did, their origins, which I didn't know. I thought the origins of the ADL was very interesting. Oh, yeah. and um, Atlanta. What else were they about? Had doing? to do with
0: Atlanta and a, a guy yeah. that was the manager of a pencil factory named Frank, I believe. Leo Frank?
5: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, It happened right out where I used to live, out there in Marietta. Marietta, yeah. Smyrna.
5: Oh, my goodness.
4: Wow.
0: It anyway, so in easy. this he clip, I in the clip I saw last night, Lauren, they were following. Uh-huh. They they had gotten onto the feds. Evidently, the feds had a. A a, a contingent on them or something and they flipped them in traffic and got behind them and then they got (laughs) over in a left turn where there was two lanes turning left and these guys were behind them Uh and what they did was it got Uh the green arrow and they started to turn and then they took off and went Mm -hmm. through the intersection against the opposite turning lane where the cars were going the other left turn deal and sped off in the other lane and shook them right there at that light that way but that's the extent that they were going to to shake them.
5: Wow! Oh my goodness! Jesus! Yeah, was, yeah. Well, yeah, see, this is what they're. This is what they're.
0: This is what they're terrified of. Is this awareness? And that just represents a heightened awareness, right there. And somebody that's now brave enough to step forward. And this scares the woo-woo out of these people.
5: Oh yeah! Yep. Yeah.
0: And, as so I've said I'm so go often, get some
5: errands done today.
0: Okay. Well, we always enjoy you dropping by, and we really wish you'd do it more often. So, if you can get a few holes okay. in your schedule, you please join us because it's always great. Okay. As Chris said, to have not only the female point of view here, but somebody that's been as aggressive with this and as successful as you've been, and to see and how somebody else wields this power that you now have—you didn't used to have this, did you?
4: And a very pleasant radio. Station. No, no. no? Okay.
0: Oh, thank you. Okay. Well, thanks, sweetie. You yeah. come back and see us well, often. Okay.
5: Power. Okay. Thank you. All right. No, thank you.
0: Bye bye. Bye bye.
5: Hasta luego.
0: Uh, nos vemos is what they say in Spanish. Nos vemos. See you later. So uh, anyway, uh, thank you, Lauren. And isn't that isn't that a refreshing break, huh? We got some other ones. Kay's like that too, and Kay's not able to call in very much. And she was gone for ten years. There's, boy, Jeff, you think you're putting the book down? Yeah, hell, we lost Kay for eight nine years, and you know, all of a sudden she's back, and you know has has had all that bubble under, and now man, she is a uh, she's like Lauren. She really attacks this stuff, and I'm proud of them. Wish there's more of them. You know, that's a. If you were a single gal and you were looking for a guy, a real good place to go was a patriot meeting because you had virtually no competition. Okay, not too many single females are out looking for guys going, "Wow, I wonder if I can get next to this guy. Maybe we can have like the marshals and the FBI and stuff break in. I bet the IRS will come over for dinner." That—that's not what they're looking for. Okay. So, anyway, good spot, you ladies. Uh, Anybody got anything else to bring up? Let's talk about this uh, bombing of Israel and what's going on over there. We haven't even been able to touch on that this week. And it may start World War III. It's getting pretty hairy. I'm assuming uh, uh, most of you or all of you have seen some of the snippets on what's gone on over there the last couple of days, right? Anybody got any comments on it?
6: Yeah, I saw I was watching uh, uh um Alex Jones <clears throat> waiting for your show to start. And it's the uh well, I tell you what I felt. I, it's like oh this has been going on since 1967 and before. And I'm really tired of it. Uh it just it, I don't get much into those events because it's like getting into the world and uh Boy, isn't it? in a biblical sense, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, we don't need that shit in our heads. It's the same old, same old. And it's just, it, Like I say, I I usually don't look at that stuff.
0: Well, this is just all coming from, you know, I saw Wright was looking at Citizens uh, Free Press over there, I think, right before. And they got a lot of real diverse little articles and stuff, so I like going over there. But uh, there was a, a, a tweet from the Israeli Defense Fund or something, and it's going, what would you think if this was your city and it showed the the rockets coming? What if this was Paris? What if this was London? What if this was other than? I want to say you sorry bastards. After all you've done to these people for all of these a hundred years almost, you know, and you come oh, back. Yeah. They are they are just the most audacious, hutzpa. you know everything Jesus said about them. That you just see it all again today. The liars, Uh, all the things that he called them and the confrontations they had. You can see them going on exactly today. And you can see, I think if you don't, you need to look harder, but you can darn sure for me, see why they hate him so much because he had their number two. Okay.
6: Oh yeah. You know, another thing Lauren brought up was about how she couldn't understand how people could fall for all this stuff. And uh, me too, but it's it's so obvious. It's all programming done through media, uh, newspapers, news outlets, schools, whatever. Schools. And Here television.
0: Person. Yeah, I was it's
4: particularly.
6: Like, it's like, what do they call that? The Grand Wurlitzer? Sure. They get on television and pound, 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 like you said earlier. A mighty Wurlitzer. The mighty, a super mighty Wurlitzer. And, it, you know. I mean, it, literally, I if can't.
0: you don't think television is, is, is the power it is, I'm going to tell you what you look for. You go into a room where there's children and watch yes. when the commercials come on,
6: they pay full attention.
0: Okay. Watch their attention for when the commercials come on. So anyway, I'm sure most of us kind of weaned ourselves from that thing a long time ago. Um, I got a friend. Actually, it's Harvey's cousin. Uh, Harv, you on with us today? I don't see you. Harvey's cousin, Chris, is a real intellectual guy. He's kind of... Chris is reminds me always have and i always liked him and every one of you would love the guy okay he's got he reminds you of the marlboro man okay he's kind of got that stature he's about six foot two and he's got this big mustache that he used to wax up and curl you know in kind of a circle and he just kind of talks slow and monotone like this and Doesn't get very excited about too much and all that. Just a great guy, okay? And uh, he, somebody broke into his apartment or his house and stole his television 30-something years ago, and he never replaced it. (laughs) I just always love that story. He's a hell of a guy i I got to see him up there. I don't know if Daryl's not with us. Daryl. He was at that lunch that day we were all where I met Daryl um Great guy, old friend, some real nice folks in the Atlanta area. Anyway, he's a, he really would remind you of the Marlboro guy. He's got that kind of persona, kind of dresses like that. He's, he's big into, you know, firearms and all that stuff, and uh, kind of uh, almost to the point of being a gunsmith caliber, I guess. Anyway, uh, what else can we uh, talk about? You all got on your plate, brethren, Harvey's relatives. Inter- Go ahead, Chris.
4: <laughs> There's a very interesting, entertaining Video out by James O'Keefe from Project Veritas, called Oligarchy or Oligarchani, G. Gigar um, This is a music video, kind of in a Robert Plant or other format. I saw. Format. I saw some oh, that. it's it's really quite entertaining, but it's, too, it's a it's a bash of CNN and the fake news and lamestream news media and the lies they put out, and he's launched this new PV uh, legal, it's called uh, PV legal uh, at projectveritas.com where they're doing defamation with his New York Times slime uh, defamation of character lawsuit where they've already uh, got past the 12B6 there. In fact, I sent him an email this morning because – Whenever you deadly defame someone by putting the false label of a domestic terrorist to heighten the likelihood of being murdered by police gangs, of killer cops, uh, that is an attempted murder. And so I think it could have some intriguing aspects for a PVVaritas.com. And the entertainment vehicle is very... It's uh, kind of simply irresistible, formatted. It's done in a dance routine. Uh, in fact, I was uh, out of a little escapade last night over at a local uh, eatery where they had Michael Grimm, uh, one of the winners of uh, The Voice, on there performing. And what a whack, wound up, uh, jammed up musical fest and food fest it was. It was really quite a, a production, but wow. this. This was a well done, and it had a lot of the simply irresistible looks on the females in there, all in black leotards. And uh, even James O'Keefe and maybe a double for him were doing some stunts and stuff in there. And they were really well produced, and it was entertaining and humorous and and fun to watch, as well as being educational.
0: I think and they so pronounced it, it veritas. I think yeah, that's veritas, Greek, Greek, Greek for truth. Is that correct?
4: Yeah. That's correct. Uh, Semper Veritas, always truthful, uh, versus Semper Fidelis, always uh, faithful. And you're you're exactly right. And so I've watched them for a long time. They've done a lot of undercover exposés and investigative research. Absolutely. And they've got Planned Parenthood on there talking about selling body parts of babies and stuff, fetuses. In fact, just yesterday I heard that Bill Gates of hell put his uh, supposedly uh, Whole Foods production factory of uh, meatless fruit, uh, foods where they have to use kidneys of aborted fetus to give it a meat flavor on these veggie burgers Gosh. right across the street from Planned Parenthood. Oh, shit. <laughs>
0: Good luck with that. You know, somebody was watching a video and they were talking about that meat. They said, "What they don't tell you is all the what, what it, how it reacts in your body, and the reactions that your body has for it. What it, what it makes some of the stuff into." Uh, I wanted to query Fat Pat on here, I, and ask him because he's calling in. Um, is that uh, bridge they're going to have to close in Memphis going to cause you any problems, Chief?
7: Yeah, it's around rush hour, bud. It blocks everything up tremendously. Um, I don't know if they're going to have it fixed in a week, a day, a year. they got a barbecue fest, Memphis Worldwide Barbecue Fest. I'm going to go down and see some vendors this evening and chat it up and see what's up. But, yeah. that's, an
0: annual, that's a pretty big annual deal in Memphis every year, that barbecue uh, festival. I sure wish I could be there,
7: buddy. It's the biggest one around in the world. Uh, You've got to buy tickets online. They're controlling the people um coming through but it's vendor night tonight and then we got some clients in town entertaining some we'll take Uh them down through there
0: you're not Uh, you're not required to have your pass vaccine passport are you
7: (laughs) no we ain't going there um it's coming i see all this stuff coming there'll be all kind of food cops gun cops quarantine cops shot cops it's all coming um but, no, it's, it's it's messed up traffic. I mean, if you don't know how to get around town, you're going to be stuck in line cussing.
0: Well, I mean, they uh, they said, I saw a report on it from one of your local TV stations there this morning, and uh, uh, they were saying that was, the last inspection was last year. So this has happened since the last inspection, and it's a pretty darn big crack that I've seen in the pictures. And the guy that's the engineer over that department said it obviously started at the top of the bridge, and that's down on the understructure. And it's... Uh, there's a big bunch of space between two huge things of of structural steel. If you haven't oh, seen it. Yeah.
7: Yeah. That's the newer bridge. It was probably built 40 years ago or 50 years ago. It's the old steel one down the river. That's the one they're going over. Right. And, uh, right. Yeah. The Homeland Security's all over that thing. They got, I mean, you can't walk out there around it. We used to sit out there and party back in the 70s down on the pillars of the old one, you know, jump in the water. But uh, the, the days of, uh, the days of getting around that stuff, you're not gonna get up on it. Uh, no barges have run into it. High traffic area. If it's something happened, they knock that out. I mean you should boy. tend it.
0: I'm telling you, that's the I. it's the I forty connection, right?
7: right? Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a major thoroughfare. It's pretty pretty wide through there. Water cruises about ten miles an hour, whole trees will pop up on you when you're after running a trout line. You've got to watch what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a serious river. I've sunk a few boats out there running hooting that trout line when I was a young man.
0: Well, you know the problem uh, on the on the greater scale is that's the condition of many of the bridges all over the country, and they ain't going to fix them.
7: No, no, okay. it's well. It's, I mean, they're going to the have Biden's, to take care of the ones up down the Mississippi. I mean, it's it's
0: Biden's new trillion dollar infrastructure program. There ain't going to be a whole lot in the budget for bridges that aren't no. as structurally important as that one is.
7: It's all a Ponzi scheme to bring sure. everything down, man. You and I Well, know they're
0: doing, doing a good job. I think we're right on the way to uh, maybe going over the waterfall. We've got a lot of hyperinflation ahead of us, it looks like. Oh, uh, yeah.
7: You can't pump that in the economy. You're right. Without having inflation.
0: So, That much fake money. Hopefully, many of us had things, you know, like some of the cybers and stuff stuck back, gold, silver, whatever. Those things are going to come really into play here shortly. Uh, and uh, we've got interesting times ahead, folks. I Get to know own your neighbors.
7: It, I don't own it. I ain't, I, ain't, I ain't with all that. We've been putting up silver bullets and food for a long time. Got, yep. got a nice place to go to on the Tennessee River in the woods.
0: Pat, did you see that? Did you hear us talking about that little Berna pistol the other day?
7: No, nah, I've been fading in and out. We're covered up in business, man. I uh,
0: you may want to look at that. B-Y-R-N-A dot com. It's a little pistol, but it shoots um, round 67. Uh, um uh, whatever 68, 68, 68 okay, okay sirenta, there we go. well plastic yeah it's got a gas that'll if you shoot one with a gas pellet, those pellets evidently you're you're done for five minutes minimum
7: it's not a bullet it's a no blade. it's a it's plastic. a, it's a it's self-defense
0: thing and you got to have no license you can carry it on a plane you can carry it openly it's fantastic b-y-r-n-a Because you confront some of these people that give you crap when you're boosting their cars sometimes. That is something you ought to have, buddy. Every one of your guys ought to have.
7: I want to say the ones that drive for me that got felonies, they've told me about that because they're allowing them to carry it. And they're also – Allowing felons to use muzzleloader-type revolvers or single shots. Yeah, this
0: has nothing to do with ATF. It shouldn't have anything to do with prior records or anything else. It's not classified like that. B-Y-R-N-A dot com. Go look at them. It's very impressive.
7: Yeah, that's not great. Better than mice.
0: Well, actually, a lot better. You know?
7: Yeah. Yeah, you just want to. De-escalate, get them
0: off. And of see, it, the thing it. is, if you're in one, you or one of your guys are in that confrontational situation, you pull that out, or you're wearing it, and they see it. It looks like a weapon, okay? And you pull <laughs> it out, and even though it isn't, you've got that psychological advantage, you know. Now, what they do, and Jeff ordered his, and I said I told him I'd have done the same thing. He ordered his in orange. They come in yellow, orange, white. <laughs> Desert cat, desert tan, and and like almost a gray, like a gun finish. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah very cool. <laughs> about two, uh, three hundred and fifty bucks.
7: Uh that's about what he told me. I'll bring it up in the meet tomorrow. We all meet, break B- bread, get B-
0: B- and w- and it's B Y R N A Burna. Boy, it's really impressive.
7: Well, good for thanks for the tip. I'll pass it along.
0: Yep, okay, yeah, sure. Well, anything else? You uh, you got anything you wanted to bring up that's been on your mind?
7: Nah, I just sent my affidavit and stuff, waiting for it to come back.
0: Okay, good deal.
7: And I uh, got to Did call you... the tax guy today wanting taxes on a, a parking lot business. We got revenue machines, and uh, I was booting, and he just wanted $400-something. dollars. said, well, just send it to me. I'll send you a check. And then, well, wait, let me talk. Uh, if you send me an email and say that it was closed on this date, then it knocks out that year. Well, I said, send it over what you got. I went, on, went round and round. I asked him. I said, "Is there tax on towing?" He said, "He said no. I think it's taxable." I said, "Well, look it up sometime." They don't even know what they're doing. They <laughs> they really. No man, it's I like
0: s- asking IRS agent about the tax code. <laughs>
7: yeah. I told him. I said, "I said, well, how the hell y'all find me?" He said, well, "We got a stack of, of hundreds of thousands of these, and we're years behind. We only have a hundred agents, and we've sent you twelve letters." I said, "But you sent it to the wrong address." He said, "Well, yeah, you, you got a point there." He said, "Well, you got twenty-six days to figure this out and get it up." I said. I hear you, man. I said, uh, get in line. I said, I'll try to get to it. And, uh, you know, I said, what's the deal? He said, well, we just, you know, we're just going through a pile, pushing buttons.
0: They're looking for revenue big time. Yeah. Uh, And and what they did was when they sent you those letters, it doesn't matter because they sent it to, and I'll guarantee you the statutes are written behind it, to the last known address.
7: Yep, yep. And he also, it was still, it had the right address, but it had a suite on it. And uh, that was messing it up. But what did he say? Um, oh, he let me know that it was online. And then because it was online, that it was valid. You know, I, I had the right to be able to go find it. You know, like in other words, I remember dealing with city council members when they would pass something, we get an argument. They said, well, we posted it online. You know, we put it on for public notice. What do you mean you didn't see it?
0: Notice and the right to be heard, Betty. See how yeah. they weaponize it? Well, once you've got yourself clean and your status right, you can do that same
7: little trick. <laughs> I told him I was going to drop the affidavit and put it in my file. He started backing up and saying, no, no, I'll give you the right department to go send that to. I don't do that. <laughs> I said, but you take, you take them to Nero's, though, can't you? Oh, yeah. He said, you got a great relationship with my pocketbook, though, don't you?
0: You should ask him if he gets a commission on his collections
7: i'm slipping i'm slipping i need to put that in my face (laughs) stick that
0: in your quiver pat all right
7: fellas i gotta get back to my rat killing all right go go
0: see you man go call somebody's car off we're gonna go
7: steal some more cars
0: there you go okay well you know he's the kind of guy you hate right
7: (laughs) parking lot cop
0: i got i'd like to before you run on one night i had some kind of an occasion to go down I had an act or something I had to do at the Fox Theater, okay, in in Atlanta, the classic Fox. And so I wasn't going to go in there and be there long, and I went in, and I found the person, and I forgot that I had parked on the side of the road of the theater there. And, man, I came out, and they'd haul my car off, and I— Hey, it took me all kinds of crap the next day. I had to go all the way to the south side of Atlanta, pay $100. And so I can easily understand how people get yeah. me owed at you.
7: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I'd only get you once. Up here, we get them three or four times. we never spank them all the time. they never pay attention in first grade. It says, see spot run, see spot run fast, yeah. you know. It's, yeah.
0: Well, it's kind of nice something. and words
7: mean something. Y'all well, well no, you, you know,
0: down here in the situation I'm in, I don't have to have a car and I am so grateful that I don't have that cool. expense, the payment, the insurance, the aggravation, the all of it. Don't have it. I, I like it. I like it.
7: I agree. I agree. Modern day horse and buggy. What do y'all ride? but uh, Motorcycles, mopeds, or something
0: I don't even have that. They do that. And I'll tell you what I do. They've got a really thorough bus system here, and it's usually runs uh, runs very dependably it's quite convenient and I can go up because I'm Hubilato. Do you know what Hubilato is? Uh, no, nah. that's retired. Since I'm a Hubalado, I can walk up. i got to walk a half a mile to the bus. It's the the first stop, really, of the long run in our little out-of-the-way town out here. And I can get on that bus and go all the way to Quito, which is a long way, for $0.12. And I can turn around in Quito and come back for $0.12 and do the whole round trip for less (laughs) than a quarter. You tell me I'm going to go get a car?
7: No, it's like riding the trolley in downtown Memphis as a to like can tour around
0: downtown. So,
7: uh, so the, let me ask you this the, the buses look like the old movie Romance of the Stone where you're going down through the roads and everybody's honking and raising hell. And
0: no, no, like no, no. 1960s they, bus. No, they got pretty modern buses and, and, uh, uh they they do a really good efficient job you just uh i look for our little each if they're going to a little suburb they've got in the front of the bus the town name you know so i just look for koya key which is the little place i live in and uh to pay my 12 cents sometimes if i don't have change i begrudgingly have to give them a quarter uh but then i get home you know (laughs) Now, if I'm going to the grocery store or something, I always come home in a taxi because you're not going to schlep all that stuff on the bus, you know, but, uh, but it's kind of cool actually, you know, and what's funny is the bus drivers. I had one yesterday that was one of the better ones I think I've ever had actually. And, uh, uh, but some of them think they're sterling moss and they're doing a whole big bus full of people, you know, and they're hitting those, the, I call them. Uh, you know, the bumps in the road they got really, and all that kind of stuff, man, throwing people around and hitting these corners because all the hills, the topography here, they don't have a lot of straight line roads because you're always going over hills and valleys and stuff and they're having to conform to the topography. So that it's weird, man. I wouldn't own a car and drive down here if you put a gun at my head.
7: Yeah, but new tires don't get sold, but a bunch of used ones are available. We would send tires out to, African them containers, they wanted used tires. They didn't want new ones.
0: Really? Well, it's probably the Roadies same. But are so bad. But, uh, but it's interesting. It's pretty interesting. Anyway, well, go get them, Mr. Pat, and good to see you hanging around, bud. How's Ike uh, doing? How's how's Pepper doing?
7: Uh, he's down there raising hell. They're cussing him on the window, calling him Uncle Tom. And, uh, you know, he's... <laughs> he's out there collecting he, the money.
0: He's not wearing his Black Lives Matter T shirt I I <laughs> assume. No, he's he's he's
7: uh he's conservative. He's not a he's not into all that. He he knows his people and he knows why they are, how they act, what they are and he takes them down through there sometimes. I have to really man or send him home. He he can get out there.
0: Well he's like though.
7: most men he can only do one thing at a time. Yeah. And if if it gets on him and And he, he, you know, if it's a good-looking girl or what, he has trouble with women, really. Does he? he? If they do what he says, he's all right. If they don't, uh, they're going to have hell to pay while
1: they're there.
0: I see. Okay. Well, tell him hello, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll drift on down the road. Anybody else got any good life stories to tell about your vocation or anything? Alan, what's going on with you today, man? I wanted to say, Alan, did, did we talk about it? Maybe not enough. Mentioned it briefly. Alan found in the uh, congressional record, sent to me a copy of it. I was going to put it on the show description. I think I forgot to do that yesterday, Alan. Um, it is a, uh, the congressional record of where the original 13th Amendment was passed through the Congress. It had been passed by the House. It had been passed by the Senate. And they were ready to send it out to the states for ratification, which we don't know how long that took. But it was interesting. In the deliberation, I guess it was in the Senate, whatever, the vote was 87 to 4. Wasn't that right, Alan? Yeah, it was 80, 87 to
1: 3, I think. But it was final
0: that's a pretty uh that's a pretty big margin for passage on something that might be that potentially um oh controversial
1: yeah yeah i would say i've been uh been digging through georgia trying to find uh where it got the georgia to be ratified or if it was because supposedly georgia was one of them that did ratify it and then several others virginia and several other states but uh I was digging right now in Georgia, trying trying to find that, and I'm having real trouble finding anything here.
0: <laughs> you could probably somewhere go down and see if they'd let you in the archives. You ever been to the archives building down there in South Atlanta?
1: No, I haven't.
0: They've got a division of the National Archives down there. I was there one time. Don't couldn't tell you where it is, except some. I think it's down in Southwest Atlanta somewhere, down Camp Creek Parkway or something.
1: Oh, okay. That wouldn't be too far away, really, from I, where uh, I run most of the
0: time. Pretty sure those are federal archives, probably not state. But, you know, do you know the story of uh, Bill Benson and Red Beckman, what they did with that Law That Never Was book? Are you up on that yet?
1: No, not really. I've heard of them, but I, I don't, okay, don't well, know much about
0: them. Well, what they did, Bill Benson, and I met him, he came to Atlanta. He spoke at one of our conferences one time uh, there at the castle gate hotel. You, do you remember Is Brent with us? Do you remember Brent? Were you at that meeting? We had him in the early, early times there. Rick, Rick knew him. I was at the, um,
2: castle gate, uh, which meeting?
0: Oh, the, one of the conferences conventions that he had on the weekend where we had bill Benson down. I think it was one of the first ones that he had.
1: No, I missed that one. Uh,
0: okay. We had some people, man, that were, he knew people all over the country. He had some pretty big names. I met a lot of pretty important folks that came through. And he, I was the assistant guy for the, he was the chairman, I guess I was the vice chairman. And so I lived in town he lived pretty far out of town up north. And so when these people would come by, he'd ask me to go to pick them up at the airport. So I'd get to go meet them at the airport and get to know them, take them to the hotel, go out and maybe have dinner with them and all that stuff. And it was kind of interesting, I had that with several people, Byron Dale, for one, the guy that got beat for starting his own federal reserve, they beat him with a ketchup bottle. I don't know if y'all know that story or not. Um, Bashed by the bankers, I think is the name of his book. Uh, but Bill Benson was a guy that worked in Illinois, uh, Allen, it, it, the uh, Revenue Department. And so when he retired, he sensed something was wrong. And when he retired, he hooked up with somehow with Red Beckman, and he and they had a sponsor who flew them to every state in the union that was a state and voted on the 16th Amendment. And they went to every one of those states. They went in the archives. They went down and got certified and notarized copies of the proceedings and the vote. And they've come, there wasn't one state that properly ratified the 16th Amendment. And there's a specific process, and they note it in what you sent me. I wonder if you caught it. Did you, above it, where they have the, orig- the amendment written there, and it says it's been read three times. Did you see that?
1: Yes, yes, I did see that, that it had been read three times.
0: Or do you know that that's part of the requirement for all the states when they're ratifying amendments? is they've got to read them in in open session three times, not one paragraph, not one sentence, not one comma, not one semicolon, nothing can be changed from the original. It's got to be exact. It's got to be read three times in open conference. Hmm.
1: That goes back, I guess, to some of the old common law stuff or something from the king.
0: Yeah, it must. I'm not sure the origins of it, but that's some of the precautions that are uh, built in. And when they went and did all the research, they found out that the 16th Amendment had never not one state properly ratified it. Now, also, the the implication of this is, of course, that's right before the 17th, too, which changed the senators and changed the whole makeup and, uh, of the government up there. And uh, so they came back, and, of course, those books were printed, The Law That Never Was, Volume 1 and 2, and um, some patriot guy on a tax problem took it to court, and one of the judges at the lower level ruled in his favor. And on the they said, No, 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 no. Hot potato. They overturned that and said, This is a political question. And so we go to the Congress and they go, No, this is a legal question. And so they start throwing the hot potato back and forth. And pretty soon they did a moratorium, you can't bring it up. Hmm. But those are I can tell you this is kinda interesting about that. I don't remember if he told us when he was talking to us or if I heard him on a show one time talking about it, but Bill Benson said that a member of Congress's, a member of the Senate's top aide contacted him and said if you'll turn over all of that evidence to us, your family will never have another financial problem the rest of your generation's. Do you know who the senator was that this guy was a chief aide for? Any guesses?
1: I don't know. <laughs> and none of Schumer. you guys
0: even got a guess? Schumer? No. Nope.
2: Henry Hyde?
0: No. Nope. Orrin okay. Hatch? Oh, yeah. And if you want to see the Mormon churches tie into the New World Order, there it is.
1: Hmm. Well, I guess no one's done the the original 13th Amendment that way. Nobody's gone back and looked at the states or they have to
0: it. i don't think into that to that degree and all i've ever heard is the excuse that the that they used to say that it was never ratified was that virginia didn't properly ratify it don't know and i don't know there was one guy that did some of the research years ago and i don't remember what his name was and i to my knowledge oh. nobody has ever dug that deep but it's pretty darn important you know really But if they had the same effect with their evidence that they had with the 16th and 17th, then uh, it may be just another, all we'd know the knowledge, you know?
4: Some of my traveling radio people over on Republic Broadcasting Network, Tom Lacavara and he had a couple other associates that were very deeply investigative into this stuff, and they'd been to several of the state archives around the nation, And they found like five or six or more states, I know, I'm pretty sure it was Georgia and uh, uh, Tennessee and Virginia and New Jersey and others that had definitely passed the uh, TONA, the Title of Nobility Act, the original 13th, into their legislators and printed them up in public documents and congressional records and some books that made the of law books that made the publication in fact I think I've still got a couple of those also but it's clear that the sedition of the bar to undermine and replace the original 13th amendment which all it did was restate article 1 section 10 and 11 I believe it was where it talks about no titles of nobility and other aspects But what the 13th original did was it put teeth and actual criminal charges requiring removal of anyone with Foreign Agent Registration Act interest and obligations to foreign governments that would have divided their loyalties, which is what we have today. In fact, it's just absolutely insane that we have been occupied and taken over by the seditious conspiracy of the bar to undermine the republic
0: well part of it is that they got these crooks that they can get in there now my question is if it was operable i guess they had already knocked it out and maybe that's why they did the 13th and the 14th ratification quote unquote in dc in stages okay Because they had to knock the 13th out because who's the one that submitted the 14th as legislation? A railroad lawyer from Ohio. If lawyers weren't allowed in the Senate, how did he get in there to introduce the 14th Amendment? Follow
4: me? Well, you know, they're pretty savvy guys and they're pretty treacherous and they're very good actors because that's effectively what attorneys are is the Screen Actors Guild or the Stage Actors Guild. And I'm pretty sure it was Shakespeare or Sir Francis Bacon that <laughs> said, hang all the lawyers. <laughs> but and I'm not sure they didn't say some of the same thing in the, uh, Second Timothy, uh, you know, Second Timothy yeah. 2. Woe unto you, lawyers. Woe unto you, lawyers.
0: You keep keep the truth from the people, something of that effect, isn't it?
4: Absolutely. And so when you understand that the bar is really part of the Communist Party USA that was brought here from bar written uh, that really came from Frankfurt in Austria, where they tried to also promote the hoax of psychology and psychiatry, which if you look in their DSM 4 and 11, just like if you look in their law books, they're all written with broadly vague, ambiguous, arbitrary, capricious, and predatorily avaricious word art terms that can be conscrewed to mean anything or mean nothing at all by these twisters of the word. That's where the word term attorney comes from.
0: Yeah, man, I'm watching a video of a lynching in Israel, of a uh, Arab mob lynching, it's over the stories on Zero Hedge. Yikes! God, this ought to this ought to help their international reputation. <laughs> and they talk about us and blacks, huh? Yeah, you can see it right over there on Zero Hedge. Out uh, outrage after mob lynches an Arab. Uh, aired live it's aired live
3: on israeli tv well they got away with it in nuremberg are they going to get away with it in tel aviv
0: (laughs) of course but it gives us a lot. it's real bad pr for them
4: i didn't get to to hear what he said because i was on the radio with you guys but on steve bannon's show on war room on american voice news they had A guy named Klein, the head of The Zionist Organization of America And Well, you know, they have a bit of a Judeo-Christian slant there. I know But, you know, they also do a lot of truth So I watch them, and, and sometimes it's good to know What the other side are doing But whenever You see these things happening over there I have to, in my experience Of watching it for many years Deduce that they probably sent somebody over there to the area to shoot those rockets back at Israel, or and perhaps Scuds or some. Uh, moderately effective pop bottle rockets, or something else, so they could have the pretext to ha- attack back on them, and then they drag an Arab over there and claim they're hanging him because of them starting the fight that they started themselves. That's you, their modus operandi. You,
0: you, of course, it is. You'd have to see this uh, clip, and I didn't get to really watch it because I'm doing the program. I'll watch it again later. But it started with a car, uh, and in, in traffic, obviously, an Arab and got, and he's like. Going through crowds of people with a car. Uh, that What started this, Chris, is for one thing, we're at the end of Ram, Ramadan. Yep. Okay. So we're at the closing part of the month that's the high holy month for the Arabs and for Islam. Um, what started this kafafel in Jerusalem is the fact that in what they call the Old City, there were still some Arabs that had titles to houses that they had since the forties and the fifties, evidently maybe before that, and they're in there kicking them out, saying those titles don't have any meaning. Jews have the titles, and it's an area of up to five hundred people, uh, about a mile from uh, the Dome of the Rock. The, the big, you know, and don't don't forget the Dome of the Rock is in Islam, where. Allah departed the earth to go to where Muhammad left the earth to go be with Allah, I believe. Just like, (laughs) you know, just in the same area, in vicinities where Jesus got crucified, okay? So that's that's how high a holy spot that is to those folks. This was very close to the Dome of the Rock, and they're trying to get these families out of there, and that's what started all this.
4: Well, and that's that's what their history has been. For sure, They're more always, land thieving. They're just thieves, man. Exactly. The gangster banksters always are kicking widows and orphans out of their homes. Stealing homes like they stole my home is the exact same. And, of course, that was J.C. Maha that did that, where he considered me to be pending an indictment for terrorism before I had any presumption of innocence whatsoever based upon the lies of a fake zone nazi out there that had made a malicious false police report and hopefully now i'm going to get some discovery and be able to prove this and figure out what happened because these people are nothing but absolute liars cheats thieves hey, and predators.
5: Yeah.
0: now are you gonna are you gonna be entitled to interrogatories and depositions in your case if they'll let you have them which i don't know that they will
4: Well, it appears that that's where we're at now. I got past the 12B-6. They did try to throw some of my stuff out, so now we're on to the discovery phase, and they just reissued a new discovery plan, 26F, uh, uh, post the uh, ruling on the 12B-6, which has now been decided, so that opens the door Katie, bar the door, buddy, because I got some serious discovery questions. That's
0: very good, Chris, that you got past the 12B-6 objection.
4: Well, it was undeniable that I was false arrested because it was dismissed in toto. Well, I
0: know, but I'm not talking about the evidence. I'm talking about the judge and the level of corruption.
4: Absolutely. This was an actual judge. Now, there are still some things going on. Curiously, this uh, so-called magistrate judge, which I know because I've read their stuff, that's nothing but an attorney with a black robe on posing as a magistrate judge, is obviously conflicted. She doesn't have any grasp of American law concepts regarding the... This this is absolutely insane. She sent me this letter claiming that she had self-adjudicated herself fair, neutral, unbiased, made some salacious assassination comments about me because of it but we can go back to chitty and blackstone and uh, darby's case and so on and so forth where it is fundamental american law and most of the american law and natural law around the universe that you can't be a judge in your own case nobody (laughs) how can you possibly be fair neutral and biased when your butt's on the line and i've been trying to recuse this Foreign Agent Registration Act female, probably part of the Chabad Lubavitch here in Las Vegas from my case since the very beginning, and she won't get off. She's obviously financially and otherwise conflicted and has some special interest in not getting off the case like protecting her synagogue buddies.
0: What's Miss Waffelstein's last name?
4: Uh, That's uh N J K uh, kopf K O P P F E I think.
0: Ah, it sounds like it's in the wheelhouse.
4: No doubt about it.
0: Well, all you can do is what you can do. I mean, where was the some the case up in the county in Michigan, Amite or something? I don't know if I've got the pronunciation right. Uh, they, they got the same problem up there, but the judge is Jewish and, uh, is evidently presiding over pretty fair election. They kicked somebody on the defense side who was tainted off not on the defense on the, on the County side, they had a, uh, prejudicial, uh, one of these relationship guys in there that was an attorney and they yeah, got him we had off a BLM the case.
4: guy in the flipping Floyd case
0: uh, uh, on the jury pool. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah. We know that. The one that lied at Vor Dyer, that's pretty serious now. Okay. They got you not only lying publicly verbally, they evidently lied on paperwork that paperwork they had to fill out and sign too. He lied on both. Well, let's, see what, let's just of, see what the penalty of perjury really means, huh?
4: Well, it, does it mean anything or does it not? You know, it's like separation of powers. Do we have separation of power? I guarantee you there is no separation oh, yeah. of powers with all these bar members on the flipping courts oh, and in the uh, oh, different no. legislatures
2: and oh, so on and so
0: forth. Oh, no, there's a separ- there's a separation of powers. They get to prosecute you, and they don't prosecute their own. They get to let them out. That's the separation. Sad as it is to say, and sad as it is to witness, okay. But the more they do this crap, like they're doing to Roger Stone, like like they're doing to Giuliani, like they're doing to all these high-profile lightning rods, well, for one thing, it shows you how far how scared they are of the populist movement, doesn't it?
4: Oh, absolutely, it's possible. Populist uprising is scaring him to death, whether it's Yellow Vest there or Patriots or MAGA I mean, or look, make America first again.
0: Look at the crap they've drugged poor Roger Stone through. Right? I mean, all that big raid, 20-something FBI agents, the CNN there ahead of time, all the crap he had to go through, finally being terminated by a presidential pardon from Trump. He didn't commute Yay. the sentence. He gave him a pardon.
4: There is absolutely a war on conservatives and patriots and any type of conservative attorney that has any savvy. Sidney Powell, Giuliani, all
0: all of them, uh, billion dollar lawsuits,
4: all under attack by this. Chinese-controlled maniac posing as the president.
0: Okay, and now that Stone got the presidential pardon, now they're going back on him on a formally solved IRS situation, but the, he paid the tax they said they owe, okay? and But now they're coming back and trying to charge him on something, I believe civilly, on penalties and interest that were associated with what he paid.
4: He paid, Ah, they agreed.
0: They took the amount, and that obviously means their agreement, right? And now they come back and do this. It is a total political shooting gallery on anybody that's conservative, okay?
4: In fact, this is a dramatic violation of Title 18, United States Code 1503, et sec, and I think it's 08 specifically, wherein harassing, intimidating, or improperly influencing a victim, witness or informant. Yeah, well, they don't Stone know. is obviously a victim of malicious prosecution by the DOJ, and now they're coming back and using the IRS or other agencies to further harass, intimidate and terrorize a very savvy law guy.
0: There's a there's one of them up there we've talked about, Andrew Weisman. Evidently the real, real dastardly one up there is a Jew attorney named Elias Mark Elias. Does that ring a bell with anybody
4: yes uh, well weissman was Mueller's pit bull oh. also a close associate of hitler clanton used down in the uh, texas case on enron
0: the,
4: enron exactly he was right there
0: he put 40 40- thousand people at Arthur anderson's accounting firm out of business on his lies that were exposed and overturned at the appellate level and he never got one absolute kind of rebut of anything for that he's still up there running the show he was the guy i think matt Mueller was a was a front man weissman was the guy that was running everything and i'd venture to say that i'll bet he's behind the whole roger stone thing too he is Very a light. real piece of Jew slime, this wise woman. If, okay.
4: if you want to know more about it, you could look at Sidney Powell's recent book, License to Lie, which has a pretty extensive coverage because she was the counsel for Arthur Anderson and Enron down there.
0: Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Cool. Uh, so let's see. Samuel's just popped up. I think that's him. Hey, Samuel, you always come in at the end of the program. What you got on your mind today? Nothing. There's nothing on Samuel's mind today. He probably just not I keyed. I don't believe that. Yeah, I know that. He's just not keyed in yet. I kind hey, of I just kind of <laughs> threw it, threw the ball at him, you know, so i pop up. Hey Samuel, how you doing, man? Was that you?
2: Yeah, I was uh uh I was going back and forth with a friend. Uh we you know, we're here in in good old California and uh we looked up the uh what's the the uh um self defense weapon you talk about uh, something burn um
0: but b y r n a Burna.
2: Burna, yeah well, guess what states it's restricted in no <laughs> wisconsin michigan new york and california
0: it's ex- i thought they said there was no exemptions
2: well the state can make up anything they want right especially if it's communist
0: but I'll be damned! Well, I didn't know that. I didn't catch that. The first. did you catch that, Jeff?
3: Uh, the restriction, as far as I know, at this point, is on the OC spray. They don't want you shipping any, you know, tear gas kind of stuff.
0: Ah, but you can still get like the, the the impact. Spray. You can still get the impact pellets and stuff. Yes. Oh, well, you might look so, into that, Samuel.
2: They are restricted, yeah. It's seriously restricted in certain um, boroughs in New York, for sure, Um, in San Francisco, Seattle, et cetera, et cetera. And then by state, there's just certain, um, I guess, units that you can purchase Now, I'm not sure just how deep it goes, but there's definitely things to get around if you want the real deal. Your your meal's ready. Oh, that was just getting a text to that same guy. Oh, okay.
0: okay. I've been eating at the mall too much, obviously.
2: (laughs) Well, so what what did you think of the brand? You know?
0: Jeff had a question for you, Samuel.
3: Well, I was just wondering what your uh, discussion has led to as far as your understanding and desire for one.
2: Well, he thought it was an excellent thing to have, but it doesn't look like he can get what he would want in this state.
6: Hmm.
2: And I told a story, I think, uh, some time ago, several years ago, I went to our gun dealers here and I wanted a Walther PP and um, forget what model exact model. And the guy just looked at me, and laughed, and uh, I said, what's up?" And he says, "Well, you can't buy that in the state of California." And I says, "What do you mean?" He says, "Well, I mean there's like 1300 guns you can you can't buy in the state of California." <laughs> and I said, "Really? well, uh, I never knew you couldn't buy one if you were a legal person. You know
0: Well, so, now you can go I'm- back and say, "Does that apply to u s nationals too?"
2: I know, it's it's crazy.
0: Uh, Samuel, I wanted to ask you a question. I just had it cross my mind last night. Up there in northern California is where you are. Are you close to Yellowstone?
2: Um, you mean Yosemite?
0: Uh, I mean Yosemite. Yosemite. Yeah, yeah, I get them mixed up. Yosemite. I'm sorry.
2: Uh, there's there's no real direct drives there you can take five down I'm a long ways from five and then cut over um, if you go through the foothills which is which I would do going down like highway 49 um, and get on down there it's about a three hour drive yeah. me. I'm I'm north of that mm-hmm. it's pretty much right in the central state you know they Petcheche Reservoir is part of like that area, and that's where San, it's straight across from San Francisco. Okay. That's where San Francisco gets all its water. It, 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 so
0: it's much closer to Reno and Tahoe, right? Yo-
2: no, no, no. No, that's the other direction. That, mm-hmm. That's northwest of me, and or northeast of me, and Yosemite is straight south, or Yellowstone is south. 70s uh, great, great
0: as one place i am sorry in the u.s that i never got to see it it's a stunning stunning area
2: you could you it's so big you could spend months in there hiking and not see but a part of it it i don't know it's like 50 square miles i a few years ago i drove in on the uh on the eastern side and went out on the, the western side and it took over an hour driving through the main road wow well,
0: yeah, I, I did uh did a number of trips into yellowstone and i love that area up there around jackson but yosemite is man some of the views are just uh, jaw-dropping in that place
2: yeah we just uh, a friend of mine we just booked the trip well um in august we're going to hit the grand tetons and try to get into that area oh. and Man,
0: that is a really cool area. Have you ever been to Jackson? No, I. You're going. I, I, it is the coolest little western town, man. It's a really cool area.
2: I was in uh, Wyoming and was in um, Cheyenne and went to to the Air Force Academy Chapel there and stuff like that on yeah. on the uh, campus, and that was just what an awesome place that is. Yeah, um, and. Special place,
0: special part of the country. We got some good listeners out there in Northern Idaho and we got Gary in, in uh, Montana next door. And, uh, if I would stayed in the States, I'd have probably ended up in that part of the country. Been my guess, be my guess, but I might've ended up in Alabama too. You know, Alabama has become Southeast in those certain areas has become a very attractive, uh, the, North Georgia mountains, South Carolina and North Georgia is a a really nice place to be. A lot of nice people there. A lot of people think like we do, you know. So, anyway, wherever you are, I hope you're doing well and got yourself geared up. Know your neighbors. Have tried to put some sort of a communication out there where you guys know each other and have your own little local areas that are tied together. I think that's something that really is going to be important as we go forward.
2: We had some kind of uh, freak me out yesterday. Um, I, I, I hear the you know the little chirp from the uh, from the patrol car, right, off in the distance. It's all wooded, so I can't see anything. And um, then I hear on a loudspeaker, "Get out of the car with your hands up." <laughs> and then I hear more commotion and this went on for hours i guess they were busting our neighbors uh which are pot growers Uh oh. And, and uh i mean there's to have the license is nothing and to grow legally is nothing cool well, there must have been something else going on there that they didn't like because then i they had built a shed way down in the woods uh, oh i don't know two years ago and i could hear the people bashing on that thing like it was locked and they wanted to get in. So, it was. uh, I I just said, well, that's nothing I want to see here, be part of. I want to make sure that if there's any of the glass out, they don't come up my hill, you know?
0: Just none of of my business going on down there. Don't need to know, right?
2: Exactly. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Probably the smart decision. No sense inviting trouble.
2: No. It is a and that's, I don't know. You know, the state's pretty lenient, but that could have been federal. You don't, you never know, you know.
0: Well, you live up in that part of California where there's, that's a, a, a lot going on with that in the summer, right? you listen when the cartels were growing up there and stuff.
2: Well, they say it's all over the damn state that uh, they're leaving such a mess behind. Right, in, right.
0: Uh, right. Oh. Tragic in many instances.
2: yeah. But the big, big counties are uh, Trinity, Mendocino, and up around there, um, and uh, that's the coastal mountains, and it really gets a lot more moisture, so the, the, the forest density there is really heavy. Uh-huh. Uh, before Y2K, I went up there looking for a get-out place, and uh, I went with four of my buddies. We are going to buy a place together up there, maybe. And we went in, and the the realtor guy he uh, he was eyeing us up a little bit, and, and uh, he got to know us for a little while. And he said, uh, "You guys looking for a Y two K place?" And we confided in the fact that yes, that's what we were up to. And then he told us that uh, the sheriff's department and everybody there worked together with that business. And a lot of it was underground, and they even scrubbed their trails of the generators so there was no heat signature. And uh, and he went into all this stuff and how they have they had local guys. I mean, these guys were like not wanting to see a crowd of people coming up from the city like San Francisco. Yes, yeah, Festiv-
0: un- understandable.
2: Yeah. So he said they had uh, they had the 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 bridges and stuff rigged. And they were going to take him out if, uh, if need be.
0: No kidding. Yeah. <laughs>
2: uh, so I guess we looked like the right kind of people for him to even talk to us. Man, like I this. wonder but, what
0: yeah. mindset they're in these days.
2: Twenty years later. Well, I'm telling you, there's there's a lot more there's a lot more redness in this state when it comes to you know, uh, I mean, Preston believes for sure that you could really do an audit of this state, you would find that Trump was voted in this state.
0: Oh, you lost two House seats in the apportionment. What uh, What's going on with the uh, California state thing that he's second, California, that he's spearheading? His name is his Paul, right?
2: Well, Paul's been working on that for like 10 years, and you know who knows? I mean, everything here is set against him, obviously. Oh, oh. what
0: about Gavin? Gavin taking some of the state revenues and giving them to people right before the election on him?
2: Oh, it's, you know, this this is...
0: how how crooked
2: do you want to be, man? All
0: right, out in front of everybody. Lord have mercy. Did y'all get that? There's some kind of a resource. California's broke as hell. Everybody knows it. Uh, but evidently, since Biden got in there, they might have refreshed the lines a little bit. But he's got access to some kind of pool of money, and he's going to start giving it to people before the recall vote.
2: Yeah, the, the, but Preston is saying that uh, the re- the reason that he doesn't want to open the schools again is because he doesn't have the money to do that, and he's using that money to prop his uh, his debt debt-ridden de- state up. And,
0: uh, it's the teachers' unions that are making that decision, and those people ought to be hung. They yep. ought to be publicly hung and flailed that's just it's crime it's like- so blatant them off on vacations in hawaii and the caribbean and all this hypocritical crap all these bastards are doing and they got everything the, the parents are stuck at home cuz the kids aren't back in school it's a, it's a crime what these people have done and let's just hope and pray that down the line eventually some of them pay some kind of a price for this
2: yeah i had a question for you roger um you said you were working with a guy up here in Northern California on your uh, on your website. Is that still working, or are yeah,
0: haven't made too much progress lately?
2: Okay, well, maybe I can uh, help you get on his ass or something like that. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know. These people are pretty distracted these days, you know.
2: I've got two questions for
4: Samuel. While you got him on here,
0: Samuel, two questions coming your way, bud.
4: Well, I'm very interested in what's going on with the new state of California or whatever they're calling it, Tom Jefferson or whatever. And also, I was up in that neighborhood several years ago doing some prospecting and dredging in a place called Forks of the Salmon It was close to a place called Weed up there in the Northern California, gold country. And I'm wondering if you're familiar with that area.
2: A little bit bit but uh dredging has been made illegal. All these guys with their little dredging units. Um I'm can, sure can
0: uh, you run you can you run a sluice box?
2: You, a can do th- you could probably do things by hand, you know, shovel and stuff like that. Box, but they, yep. they they wanted to get rid of the uh of, of of that because of environmental concerns, right? No, they can go uh,
0: in there and, and really uh, disgorge some dirt. There's no doubt about that.
2: Well, even the really small ones that you could, like, I, I live in a perfect place to go do that. But
0: You can go um, buy a commercial sluice box. You know, all it is is just this little step, series of little steps, and they've got, sometimes there's different, uh materials in the bottom that the gold is so heavy it gets trapped in and you go get gravel and dirt and you put it at the front of that and you put it and position it in a stream where the natural water uh uh, flow and everything you're not having to shove water through there and you just dump that stuff at the head of it uh this uh is
4: uh this is something i know quite a lot about if samuel wanted to know and uh miners moss is one of the things you put towards the head of the box because mm-hmm. of the specific gravity of gold being about 9 uh, 21.2 or so it's heavier than everything else and that's what causes it to settle out as yep. it grows across the riffles but there's particular optimal angles of your sluice box to set when you're doing that to keep maximum amount of gold going across your sluice And if you're going to go out there and do all that work, you want to keep every little flake and nanomicron that goes across there.
0: With the price that gold's going to be at, you're going to see a lot of that all over the country.
2: I watched a video that blew me away about prospecting the other day that I I didn't think would work, but this guy got a lot of success out of it in the video if he didn't, you know.
0: I tell uh, you, Samuel, you ought to look into doing uh, some of that metal, metal detector mining.
2: That's what I would do, I think. Yeah, and then some of the standard – I bought one of the best books on the subject that the guys recommended here in in our little stores and shops around here because it's a big thing, right? And yeah. I bought the best book was that shows you where to look and why and all that stuff, and, and I barely cracked it to take a look at it. But this guy's technique was taking a really strong magnet and putting it on a cord – and dragging it through a stream where he thought there might be deposits. And what it does is, of course, gold's not magnetic, right? But it would get, it would it, I guess the black sand's magnetic. So it would grab all the black sand, and the black sand would, 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 would crush the gold inside of it. Right. And then he would... And then he would pan that, and he had good success with it. it well, sort of the, where the
0: black sand settles because of its intrinsic weight is a lot of times where the gold does, too. The, so uh, that's what they look for is the black sand to go dump that in the sluice boxes. I'd love to do exactly. that, you know. But I think, boy, that with, a, with a metal detector these days, I've seen some videos, some of these guys that have hit these huge nuggets with, that, with those things. I mean, monster nuggets.
4: I'll tell you, yeah. I have found small nuggets, like 19 grams or so, which is That's close.
0: Pretty That's close a pretty good-sized
4: nugget. Two-thirds an ounce. Two-thirds an
0: ounce.
4: Here are two of the other opportunities. Instead of getting in the stream, you can also do high banking with a recir- right. recirculating sluice box, or you can do dry washing. uh I prefer that wetter is better, so I like to recirculate if I can rather than dry and it's less dusty. But you could actually find pretty good amounts of gold. And if you're in gold country, you're asleep at the wheel if you're not doing a little something out there every now and then.
0: I mean, what a great Saturday or Sunday to go out on a pretty day, get out there, do that. You put in a little effort. You got exercise, and at the end of the day, you got something. You've been in nature, beautiful nature like you've got out there all day. And man, that's a, that's a winner.
2: Well, right now we're we're we've been pushing almost 90 degrees already every day. I'm up here at an elevation. I'm not down in the valley. Okay, right. the valley gets hot. Gets another Whoa. 10 degrees. Hot. And yeah. and every and we've got wind and everything is drying out. So I'm busting my right now just to get as much grass mode in yes. in some of these areas to make a fire break. And ultimately I want to build a uh, a sprinkler system for all my buildings and that's going to require I calculated it out to be something like 70 some gallons a minute to Yikes. be able to do that so that means I need a reservoir that's going to make that run for a few hours so or at least 30 minutes and uh, to get everything soaked down good but you know those those are where my priorities you've got, you are sort got, of you at got
0: plenty to do out there don't you uh, also, get all that underbrush out. Does that set up that perfect Santa Ana wind scenario with dry and hot like that? And the other question, there's a story on Zero Hedge with a map, Southern California and over into where you guys are in Nevada and stuff. You're fixing to get hit with triple-digit heat. You know that last week there was a map where almost the entire United States was going to be at freezing that night, and this week out in the southwest you got triple-digit heat. It's just like Cliff, I was saying, these drastic
4: extreme swings. It's supposed to be 99 here in Las Vegas today. Yep. Um, There used to be a couple of organizations that were real beneficial for prospecting in those areas and knowing where to prospect legitimately. That was GPAA and LDMA, the Gold Prospectors Association of America, and the um, Lost Dutchman Mining Association, LDMA. Um, They had places you could actually go and bona fide claims you could search on because if you're not knowing where to go, if you trespass on private property, it can be pretty dangerous up there, especially with the grow operations.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, I've, I live on a piece of property, and I'm, I'm a stone throws away from one of the rivers. I think one of the only river systems here that's uh, uh, not dammed. And uh, which river? The Consumus. Hmm. That's an old Indian. I, there's a whole bunch of ways to pronounce that, but it. Um, there's three forks of that, and I'm in between two of them, and the. Separates El Dorado County at, at one point from Amador County, and Amador County, of course, El Dorado County means uh, city of city of gold, right? Mm-hmm. And, and 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 Amador County, which is just south of us, was the county where most of the gold, or as counties go, the highest amount of ounces of gold were taken out during the Gold Rush. There so is a was the gold. Is that
0: that close to Sutter's Mill in that
2: county? Uh, Sutter's Mill was where the discovery was, and that is in El Dorado County. And that's just, um, oh, about a 15-minute drive out of Placerville Uh um, down into the American River, Uh which is a huge river compared to the consumers. And, of course, the American is dammed in several places.
1: Yeah,
0: they've
7: ruined it already.
2: Well, that's the one that runs into, um, along with the Sacramento River, into Sacramento, and that's why they started building these dams because Sacramento would always get um, flooded, flooded yeah. because of the, the the convergence of the of the Feather, the Sacramento, and the uh, um, the American River systems. I mean, it, 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 Sacramento is really sort of a pretty town because. It's all trees. There's there was always enough water there to water everything, right. and uh, it's it's really quite nice. It and you need them for as hot as a damn place gets. I mean, <laughs> the hundred degrees there is like a daily occurrence in summer. You know, it's
0: hard, it's hard for me to think that 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 you have those temperatures up there. I know you do, but it just I don't think most people look at Northern California and think a hundred plus.
4: When I was up there in uh, Forks of the Salmon, that's a Fork of the Yuba, and those are all key gold-known producing areas. There's a place called the 16-to-1 Mine, I think the Ruby Mine, and some others that were just phenomenally successful.
2: Yeah, up up on that Yuba, you can get into some really, really hard-to-get places. Of course, that's where nobody goes as much, right, except the diehards. So that's oftentimes a good – but uh, one thing about up in there, uh, that's rattlesnake country big time. Not that we don't have them right here, but uh, th- there's some places where they've they been undisturbed for centuries, I think. <laughs> you got to be careful.
0: There was, a, there was rock- a, on the Citizen Free Press, there was something about Ilhan Omar and her buddies, and they had a, a- – a Twitter feed or something underneath that when you open the story and it was a two-headed snake that had been deformed and it had two heads split like right kind at the neck and they were both eating something at the same time.
2: <laughs> yeah, they <that makes> had two comics <laughs> too.
0: Uh, too funny. Uh, anyway, if you want to go look at that as citizensfreepress.com dot com, it's in one of the list of stories there. That's an excellent Resource they got stories there you just wouldn't see otherwise, you know. Uh, that's where I saw your story initially about your bridge in Memphis, there, Patrick. Uh, so anybody got anything else to bring up here towards the end of the show? Somebody must have something on your mind.
4: They were um, really on top of things down there, they had Mark Pinnickum from the Arizona recount. And apparently they found some strong evidence that they had actually tampered with the drives of the machines and the so-called um, vote-counting uh, different machines they had, the Minion and otherwise, Smartmatic. But they, what they have found is the DNC and, of course, the Army of Attorneys sent down there by... Um, Weissman and the civil
0: rights. Weissman's the one that wrote the letter, and the civil rights division is who he carried it out through.
4: Oh, absolutely. From the DOJ trying to interfere in state elections and cover up the crimes of the theft of the election there in Maricopa County.
0: Oh, when he, he put the, he called it a red alarm fire weekend before last when he got those five organizations to sign on to that letter he sent to her oh Um, yeah
4: red alarm they're afraid of being caught
0: they sure are and and now what has come out that i've been able to glean from this is when they told them they wanted to subpoena the hard drives and they the the county supervisor of elections don't have the administrative password have you gotten
4: that yet oh yeah 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 in fact why would you want to tamper or replace or Send in clandestine operations if you didn't know they were flipping corrupt
0: well, <laughs> how could the supervisor of elections office have done anything with the elections when they don't have the administrative password to the drives?
4: That means foreign influence operations well, it from means the it means state the Chinese government well, or somewhere
0: Somewhere else what came out was dominion handled the whole thing and in the rooms that were critical there weren't even any state election supervisors or employees there it was all Dominion.
4: yeah don't worry we got this in the bag yeah
0: hey we got it we got it go go get go eat you a a po' boy
2: roger uh did you did you did you see the true news thing on that last night no no did not well what they're what's what they're trying to hold back is the router information. Right. The router. And,
0: that's right.
2: Yeah, and the router information doesn't have any personal information. It just shows access. Right. Right. And guess who's backing them up? Who ran against Sheriff O'Pio? <laughs> they backing up the Democrats. The Democratic elected sheriff of the county.
0: Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> they, they ran in there to get rid of O'Pio because he was a thorn in their side.
2: Exactly. So this guy is probably hiding the fact that the election also didn't go his way, right? I'm so. telling
0: you, the whole thing's going to get blown. It looks like maybe the following states. We we may get Biden out of there, folks. The whole thing may fall down in the next three or four months, like Cliff High saying. I don't know, but it's a really situation. None of us have ever seen it this degree before has just damned interesting come out of her go get yourself safe and do the best you can at stocking up because you may need some of those things in coming days weeks and months
2: yeah that, that sheriff said it was a matter of his personal state and national security that they not give them those router codes
0: because they could see what everything that went to China and Europe and everything from the router information. Exactly. Oh, well, you see, they've, they, they've got so many little things hanging out in so many different places. This was a really big operation for them to pull that off and then shove a fabricated COVID scare up our asses at the same time.
4: Well, that's part of the intel that Tory and Patrick Byrne and uh, now Lindell and his uh, investigative operations, as well as Jeremy Prather, they all were tracking and they were seeing the node activity escalating at a particular time that yes. corresponded exactly with when the false numbers were inserted yeah. and injected to take over the election and to overcome Trump's monstrous advantage yeah. at that uh, Two or three o'clock in the morning. Time. Yeah,
0: that two, two to three time frame. Yeah. 2:30, three sometime in that range. Yep. Well, it's all being exposed and more people. I mean, you know, we were saying, I think I heard it on AJ that they were expecting at this point that 90 percent of the country would be vaccinated and it's only about 30. And we know that some of the uh, uh, vaccination, quote unquote, centers are closing down because ain't anybody going to them. And the vaccines are there and people are urging them to give them to foreign countries because people here don't want it. So very interesting. That's their deal is to push the vaccination or what's so-called the jab, the bioweapon jab, to be more accurate.
2: Yeah, there's all those new videos out there, too, with people sticking magnets to their arm at Ooh. the injection site, which doesn't help them at all.
0: Just saw a new <laughs> one uh, one of the listeners sent me this morning, more confirmation. And by the way, the ones that were on YouTube of that, uh, Samuel, they've been pulled. What does that
2: tell oh, you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay.
0: So the new one today was a black guy. The new one that I saw today was a black guy in a in some sort of a, a kits, toys or some kind of store, and he had went and got off the shelf magnet and stuck it on his in the package on his arm and it sticks. Okay, so anyway, here we go. Another day under the belt and it's the thirteenth gone, at least from our standpoint of involvement in it here to the to the backside of us we'll look for the 14th tomorrow and of course that's going to have brent winters along with us i haven't heard anything different i know brent loves to be here with us on fridays and tomorrow should be no different so uh you guys have a good day thanks for your participation and listening and hope you got something out of our conversation today and uh, we'll be back tomorrow
4: we don't get any of your patriot tuesday reports anymore do what now your Patriot Tuesday reports when you get together with them, you don't give those anymore. Oh, was, we hadn't uh, had too day? much.
0: To, well, we hadn't had too much to report. We had a nice group yesterday. I just forgot about it. A uh, nice group this past Tuesday, and uh, we had the tables set up where the vaccinated people had to get on one end and the non-vaxed on the other. And uh, nice group, nice group of folks though. And uh, it's always good to see them. Not too much eventful came out of it this week, Chris. Um, but I think our summer weather is back. It looks like we've maybe turned a corner on that weather pattern, and that's a, that's a good deal.
2: I want that summer weather back. Okay, we're off. It just done cut us off.